0: Let's get back to you better you bet presented by Bet MGM on the BetQL Network
1: Power Hour on a Friday. PJ Glasser, Ryan Horvat, you better you bet presented by Bet MGM. One hour to go. Nick and Ken off today. Back Monday live from Mandalay Bay in Las Vegas. Ryan and I. For the next hour, we'll still be on twitch.tv slash over on YouTube backslash Odyssey Sports, and you can still catch us on Sirius Channel 160 and Sirius XM 205. Just had Isaac Trotter on to talk some college basketball, some great insight from Isaac, some player props as well. Ryan, it's time for us to dive now into this slate. You were talking about the game you were most looking forward to was Duke and yeah. Carolina. Is there a way that you're leaning in the game, side or total?
0: Yeah, I'm with Isaac. I mean, you know, like early on, well, the last two years with John Shire when he took over for Coach K at Duke, uh, they had some road struggles. And I know how good Carolina is this season. And I do agree. I like Baycott rebounds. Uh, also grab that. Now that just got posted. There's a uh, ten and a half. There's eleven and a half. Clearly, I'll pay the uh, juice, and I'm going to grab ten and a half. Uh, he's. Done really well in his career. It seems like he's played against Duke like 45 times now, man. Um, Twice every year, obviously. But I kind of like Duke at the number, at five, you know, getting two possessions in this game. I mean, historically, that's a game that usually comes down to the wire. How many final shots have we seen and, um, you know, decide that game? And, uh, yeah, I think the number should be, the number's about right there, but I would lean Duke. What about you?
1: I kind of like the over in the game. I I think we can get some points. Carolina's offense is so potent, especially at home and Duke. Again, they got all those pro prospects. They can score. So we're at one fifty and a half and a half right now. Like, I think this could be like an 81 77 kind of game to your point. The number feels about right, but UNC man, their offense is so good, especially at home. Like they just go in bunches. They, they can hit you in waves, and they have these spurts. And I think Duke will be able to score, too. I like how Duke has been playing lately. Um, and it just feels like these Carolina-Duke games, as of late, have been high-scoring as well. Like, it feels like both teams, these games have been kind of in the 80s, maybe even the 90s at some point. So I uh, I, I do like the over in the game at one fifteen and a half. I like Carolina to win. Um. Now, this thing comes down to four or maybe even three and a half. I think I will end up taking Caroline in the game. But right now, four and a half, five. It's probably a pass for me. And I would just look at the over in the game. Some of the other marquee matchups that we'll get tomorrow that Houston Kansas game, number four Houston on the road at number eight Kansas. Ryan, I think this is like the third time in the last 30 years that Kansas is a home underdog. Like, it's just, it's insane. Like, you never see this. They're plus one and a half against Houston tomorrow. Talking about this game with Isaac, I kind of feel in the same boat with him, man. Like, it's just, you're not going to get Kansas as a home dog. Like, Houston is clearly the better team. McCullers banged up. Kansas really doesn't have a bench. Houston's starting to win games on the road in Big 12 play. They're starting to figure it out. But this is just one of those games, man, where the Jayhawks are always in the race to win the Big 12 regular season title. This is a game that they have to win in order for them to stay alive think they get it done I like Kansas tomorrow
0: yeah I mean I'm with you man I mean I like Kansas there's a couple things that concern me Uh, I haven't bet this yet but that was always the plan Houston's won five straight games they lost you know those two road games they got beat by Iowa State and by TCU but by a combined five points and then you even look at that last game I mean they didn't cover against Texas, but they should have. They won that game in overtime as a four-and-a-half-point favorite, 76-72. So they're taking care of business. I really like this Houston team. I do every year until we get to the tournament, of course. And with Kansas, um, you know, it's it's kind of been like an up and down for their standard starts of the season. But the only thing is, I was looking at this, Houston really good rebounding the basketball, obviously, 18th in rebound margin, plus eight. Kansas just 61st in rebound margin. Like, that's the only thing that does concern me, because I'm with you. I feel like Kansas is the side here, but I could see them getting bullied and punked on the glass in this game, too, especially if, like, Dickinson gets in early foul trouble here. So uh, I'm with you. Probably going to be on Kansas, but I hate betting against Houston.
1: I know. I'm with you. It's terrifying. It's kind of one of those, like, you hate betting against both sides. You hate betting against Kansas at home. You hate betting against Houston in general. But somebody's got to win that one. I did like Isaac's look of Hunter Dickinson assists. I think that's a great call because, obviously, being a seven-footer, he'll be able to see over the defense. And Houston is so good at trapping the post that there are going to be some opportunities there for Dickinson to set some of his teammates up. So I like that look. That's one and a half, two assists. I think that's a good play for tomorrow. The game that you were interested in, that you were talking about, one that tips off at noon Eastern tomorrow, UConn travels to the Garden to take on St. John's. UConn, it looks like they're going to be about three-and-a-half point favorites in that game. Ryan, anytime we get games like this, where we get a ranked team against an unranked team, and we get that unranked team at home in a noon Eastern tip, I always like taking a team like St. John's in the first half because the theory is it's an early tip, you know the unranked team will be fired up. They get to play a ranked team. They're at home. UConn, it's an early tip for them. They got to wake up early. They got to go on the road. Got to play in front of a raucous crowd. I just think St. John's is going to show up in this spot early in the first 20 minutes. So I would look at St. John's like plus two, two and a half first take some money line. I think there's a chance that they're winning at the start of this game. And then I think UConn wakes up and uh, they, they maybe pull away a little bit in the second half but I-, I love these spots these are some of my favorite spots in college hoops to bet we get a ranked against an unranked team in noon eastern and especially when it's a game like this when it's the number one going up against the saint john's team that's so well coached needs a game like this for their tournament resume i uh, i gladly will take saint john's in the first half
0: right right and so like that's why i want to talk about this game because i really like this uconn team i mean we've talked about this team where it's so hard to repeat, obviously, in college hoops. But I mean, I love this team. They're nine and one in conference play, nineteen and two this season. And St. John's, I bet St. John's a lot this year. And usually, like historically, like you said, unranked team, and we're at three and a half. I would look to bet Saint John's to show up in this spot. And also we have to remember, like, we've already seen this matchup. We saw this earlier on in the season in UConn. Won that game only by four points, 69-65 at home. Now this game's at MSG, and St. John's really, really needs a win. I mean, they just got beat on the road. They lost to Xavier by 11. They were one-and-a-half-point dogs. I bet them in that game that was a big mistake. Um, You know, we almost bet them in the game where Patino ended up catching COVID and not even coaching them. But, man, like UConn right now, I just really like the way that they're trending. They have a balanced scoring attack. I really like Newton. And... I don't know, man. I I feel like it might be a trap, but like UConn seems like the perfect team right now. Ken Palm has them third. Ken Palm right now has St. John's 36, 43rd only in offensive efficiency, 49th in defensive efficiency. And yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, like, yeah, history says I should just bet St. John's probably here. They probably pull off the upset, but UConn's so damn good that I just want to bet him here. I might end up betting UConn
1: they are good they are good and again that's why i'm not taking the full game spread because i think they might end up covering it with a big second half run but i do like saint john's in the first half in that angle in that game another game i like early tomorrow give me georgia minus one and a half against south carolina if you haven't been following south carolina this year it's an incredible story they were picked last in the preseason in the sec the job that lamont paris has done he's got them Top three team right now in the SEC. They just won at Tennessee as 14 and a half point underdogs. But this is college basketball, right? Like, this is why we love it, is because they come off a huge upset like that against Tennessee. And now you got to turn the page. You got to play another road game against Georgia, who should have beaten Alabama. They were up by 19 points in that game against the Tide, end up losing after giving up 58 second half points. Like, it's just one of those buy low, sell high. South Carolina's running high right now. I think the average person is going to look at this game and they're going to look at their record, not only overall, but in the conference, look at the fact that they just beat Tennessee and it's practically a pick against Georgia. Really like Georgia in this spot tomorrow, minus one and a half.
0: Ah, yeah, I'm going to be on the same side as you. I got one for you um, that I'm going to have to play. Make makes sense of this. Central Florida, who's actually been pretty kind uh, to me. You love Central Florida. One and a half. One and a half point dogs at home against Oklahoma. You have yeah, 12 and eight angry. Central Florida. One and a half point dogs against 16 and five Oklahoma. I think Central Florida is the spot here. What say you?
1: Yeah, I mean, it'd be Central Florida pass for me. I Right? Yeah, it would, it would have to Just be. Just an ugly I like, game. Ugly. I was going to say I like the under. That, to me, is the play, right? Because... I mean, that's that's the only way they're going to win that game is they're able to muck it up and keep it ugly. So I would like the under, um, but yeah, I mean, that that line, the side for me, the, the only thing I could play is UCF plus the points in that game. Uh, some other games that I'm eyeing, I, I do like Texas plus five and a half tomorrow against TCU. TCU plays everybody yeah. close. It's just what they do. It doesn't matter if they're at Kansas, home against Houston, at Baylor, every game. By TCU, it feels like is decided by five points or less. That's a game that Texas really needs. So I like Texas plus five and a half in that spot. That was one that jumped out at me. Clemson, Virginia is an interesting game. I've been really disappointed with Clemson, Ryan, as they've entered ACC play. This was a team that had a really good non-conference. They won at Bama in Tuscaloosa. Have one of the oldest teams in college basketball. Really good guard play. I like Joe Girard, P.J. Hall. He's one of the best players in the ACC, but they're struggling. They're like 5-5 five and five in ACC play. They're 5.5-point favorites against Virginia tomorrow, who has struggled away from home. So I think Clemson wins the game. I would throw them in like a money line parlay. I don't really know if I want to lay 5.5 with them tomorrow. So that was, a, uh, that was another yeah. game that I was looking at.
0: Uh, a couple for me that I'm going to bet, I'm actually going to bet right now, is obviously like some of these lines are just being posted. I am going to take 10.5 with Wichita State. Uh, out of principle that I do not think Memphis should be a 10-and-a-half point favorite over anybody right now. It's been about a month since they've won a basketball game. They've lost four straight. Last team they beat was Wichita State. Wichita State down this season. I mean, they have nine wins, but 10-and-a-half, uh, I think that's a little bit inflated for Memphis. Uh, I think that should be about seven and a half. and And then um, Kentucky tomorrow. So both teams 15-and-5. Last time we hosted together, I was talking about how much I like this Kentucky team. And they play really fast. They're efficient. I think they have the best offense in the SEC. They're three and one against ranked opponents this season. They do get up for these big games. And Tennessee hasn't won a game in Kentucky since the 2020 21 season. Also, Tennessee, one and two against ranked opponents on the road this season, much better at home. Line seems a little bit like a trap at one and a half. It's minus 115 right now. Give me uh, Kentucky. You know, Tennessee swept the series in 2021 and 22 and 2019 and 20. But I think uh, Kentucky's the the side in this one. So I'm going to back the Cats, and hopefully they uh, don't let me down. After I said good things about John Calipari for the first time in a long time, they've let me down a couple times. But uh, I like Kentucky at home against Tennessee tomorrow. It totally
1: that. with you there. Yeah, I mean, you know, yeah. I've been talking about that in previous segments. I really like Kentucky tomorrow. it be an interesting game. Both teams are coming off losses. Kentucky's coming off a home loss to Florida. Tennessee's coming off that loss to South Carolina. So it'll be uh be a good game. Both teams looking for wins. Make sense of this line. Michigan is favored by three and a half tomorrow against Rutgers. Two worst teams in the Big Ten. Michigan has lost nine of their last 10 games, Ryan. It's a good thing they won in football. Because it's masking how bad the basketball team is. They're 7 and 14, 2 and 8 in Big Ten play. And as I mentioned, have lost nine straight or uh, nine of their last 10 games. I-, I mean, look, both teams are terrible. But to your principle, like, how can you lay 10 and a half points with Memphis? How can you lay three and a half points with Michigan? Like, I mean, I don't love the game, but I, I just don't know how you could take Michigan in that game
0: right I mean they just got blown out by Michigan State and Mm -hmm. if you listen to the post game presser with Juwan Howard I mean Juwan Howard man um I I don't know I don't know how much longer that lasts right I it's not going well right now I think it would be Rutgers or pass in fact I think I might have to bet Rutgers (laughs) but like you said that is an ugly game but with Michigan I definitely couldn't lay three and a half right now so it would be Rutgers or pass and, um, yeah, I don't know how much longer that's going to last for Juwan Howard there. I mean, everything is just went to hell for Michigan the last it couple did. seasons. It did.
1: I mean, gosh, when he started out, they were so good. They had that number one seed, Duncan Robinson, Isaiah Liver. I mean, they had some great teams, and now they're just – they're terrible to watch. Uh, the other Michigan team, Isaac was talking about this game, Michigan State and Maryland. I'm kind of with them. I kind of like the Terps plus the points tomorrow. They always seem to play pretty well in East Lansing. They have had a week off. They didn't play a midweek game getting ready for the Spartans. Have one of the best defenses in the country. So I like the under, and I like Maryland plus the points in that game. Also like Texas A&M tomorrow at home in a yeah. pick'em against Florida. Florida's coming off that big win. Against Kentucky. College Station's a tough place to play. AM's been good so far this season about winning games that they have to win. This is one of those games that they got to win, and I think they get it done. So uh, I'd look at AM tomorrow in a pick 'em against Florida. We'll talk about some other games. We continue going through the slate in college basketball. PJ Glasser. Ryan Horvat, You Better, You Bet, presented by BetMGM. Also look at the futures market, some of these teams that we like long-term. And then we will look at the NBA, start breaking down some of the title odds. Talked about MVP a little bit earlier on in the show. Look about some of the futures in the NBA and college basketball. When we come back on You Better, You Bet here on a Friday.
0: Let's get back to You Better You Bet, presented by Bet
1: MGM, on the BetQL Network. Power Hour on a Friday. PJ Glasser, Ryan Horvat, You Better You Bet, presented by Bet MGM. One hour to go. Nick and Ken off today. Back Monday, live from Mandalay Bay in Las Vegas. Ryan and I. For the next hour, we'll still be on twitch.tv slash BeckQL over on YouTube backslash Odyssey Sports, and you can still catch us on Sirius Channel 160 and Sirius XM 205. Just had Isaac Trotter on to talk some college basketball, some great insight from Isaac, some player props as well. Ryan, it's time for us to dive now into this slate. You were talking about the game you were most looking forward to was Duke yeah. in Carolina. Is there a way that you're leaning in the game, side or total? Yeah, I'm with Isaac. I mean, you know, like
0: early on, well, the last two years with John Shire, when he took over for coach K at Duke, uh, they had some road struggles and I know how good Carolina is this season. And I do agree. I like Baycott rebounds. Uh, also grabbed that. Now that just got posted. There's a uh, 10 and a half, there's 11 and a half. Clearly I'll pay the uh, juice and I'm going to grab 10 and a half. Uh, he's done really well in his career it seems like he's played against Duke like 45 times now man um twice every year obviously but I kind of like Duke at the number at five you know getting two possessions in this game I mean historically that's a game that usually comes down to the wire how many final shots have we seen and um you know decide that game and uh yeah I think the number should be the number's about right there but I would lean Duke what about you
1: I kind of like the over in the game. I, I think we can get some points. Carolina's offense is so potent, especially at home. And Duke, yeah. again, they got all those pro prospects. They can score. So we're at 150 and a half right now. Like I think this could be like an 81, 77 kind of game to your point. The number feels about right, but UNC, man, their offense is so good, especially at home. Like they just go in bunches. They, they can hit you in waves and they have these spurts. And I think Duke will be able to score too. I like how Duke has been playing lately. Um, and it just feels like these Carolina Duke games as of late have been high scoring as well. Like it feels like both teams, these games have been kind of in the eighties, maybe even the nineties at some point. So I, uh, I, I do like the over in the game at one fifteen and a half. I like Carolina to win, um, Now, this thing comes down to four or maybe even three and a half. I think I will end up taking Caroline in the game. But right now, four and a half, five, it's probably a pass for me. And I would just look at the over in the game. Some of the other marquee matchups that we'll get tomorrow, that Houston-Kansas game, number four, Houston on the road at number eight, Kansas. Ryan, I think this is like the third time in the last 30 years that Kansas is a home underdog. Like, it's just, it's insane. Like, you never see this. They're plus one and a half against Houston tomorrow. Talking about this game with Isaac, I kind of feel in the same boat with him, man. Like, it's just, you're not going to get Kansas as a home dog. Like, Houston is clearly the better team. McCullers banged up. Kansas really doesn't have a bench. Houston's starting to win games on the road in Big 12 play. They're starting to figure it out. But this is just one of those games, man, where the Jayhawks are always in the race to win the Big 12 regular season title. This is a game that they have to win in order for them to stay alive think they get it done I like Kansas tomorrow
0: yeah I mean I'm with you man I mean I like Kansas there's a couple things that concern me Uh, I haven't bet this yet but that was always the plan Houston's won five straight games they lost you know those two road games they got beat by Iowa State and by TCU but by a combined five points and then you even look at that last game I mean they didn't cover against Texas, but they should have. They won that game in overtime as a four-and-a-half-point favorite, 76-72. So they're taking care of business. I really like this Houston team. I do every year until we get to the tournament, of course. And with Kansas, um, you know, it's it's kind of been like an up-and-down for their standard start to the season. But the only thing is, I was looking at this, Houston really good rebounding the basketball, obviously, 18th in rebound margin, plus eight. Kansas just 61st in rebound margin. Like that's the only thing that does concern me because I'm with you. I feel like Kansas is the side here, but I could see them getting bullied and punked on the glass in this game too. Especially if like Dickinson gets in early foul trouble here. So uh, I'm with you, probably gonna be on Kansas, but I hate betting
1: against Houston. I know. I'm with you. It's terrifying. It's kind of one of those like you hate betting against both sides. You hate betting against Kansas at home. And you hate betting against Houston in general. But somebody's gotta somebody's gotta win that one. I did like Isaac's look of Hunter Dickinson assists. I think that's a great call because obviously being a yeah. seven footer, he'll be able to see over the defense. And Houston is so good at trapping the post that there are gonna be some opportunities there for Dickinson to set some of his teammates up. So I like that look. That's one and a half, two assists. I think that's a good play for tomorrow. The game that you were interested in, that you were talking about, one that tips off at noon Eastern tomorrow, UConn travels to the Garden to take on St. John's. UConn, it looks like they're going to be about three-and-a-half point favorites in that game. Ryan, anytime we get games like this, where we get a ranked team against an unranked team, and we get that unranked team at home in a noon Eastern tip, I always like taking a team like St. John's in the first half because the theory is it's an early tip, You know the unranked team will be fired up. They get to play a ranked team. They're at home. UConn, it's an early tip for them. They got to wake up early. They got to go on the road. Got to play in front of a raucous crowd. I just think St. John's is going to show up in this spot early in the first 20 minutes. So I would look at St. John's like plus two, two and a half first take some money line. I think there's a chance that they're winning at the start of this game. And then I think UConn wakes up and uh, they, they maybe pull away a little bit in the second half, but I-, I love these spots. These are some of my favorite spots in college hoops to bet. We get a ranked against an unranked team in noon Eastern, and especially when it's a game like this, when it's the number one going up against the St. John's team that's so well-coached, needs a game like this for their tournament resume, I uh, I gladly will take St. John's in the first half.
0: Right, right, and so like that's why I want to talk about this game because I really like this UConn team. I mean, we've talked about this team where it's so hard to repeat, obviously, in college hoops. But I mean, I love this team. They're nine and one in conference play, nineteen and two this season. And St. John's, I bet St. John's a lot this year. And usually, like historically, like you said, unranked team, and we're at three and a half. I would look to bet St. John's to show up in this spot. And also we have to remember, like, we've already seen this matchup. We saw this earlier on in the season in UConn won that game only by four 69 65 at home. Now this games at MSG and St. John's really, really needs a win. I mean, they just got beat on the road. They lost to Xavier by 11. They were one and a half point dogs. I bet them in that game. That was a big mistake. Um, you know, we almost bet them in the game where Patino ended up catching COVID and not even coaching them. But man, like Yukon yeah. right now, I just really like the way that they're trending. They have a balanced scoring attack. I really like Newton and I don't know, man. I I feel like it might be a trap, but like UConn seems like the perfect team right now. Ken Palm has them third. Ken Palm right now has St. John's 36, 43rd only in offensive efficiency, 49th in defensive efficiency. And yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, like, yeah. History says I should just bet St. John's probably here. They probably pull off the upset, but UConn's so damn good that I just want to bet him here. I might end up betting UConn
1: they are good they are good and again that's why i'm not taking the full game spread because i think they might end up covering it with a big second half run but i do like saint john's in the first half in that angle in that game another game i like early tomorrow give me georgia minus one and a half against south carolina if you haven't been following south carolina this year it's an incredible story they were picked last in the preseason in the sec the job that lamont paris has done he's got them Top three team right now in the SEC. They just won at Tennessee as 14 and a half point underdogs. But this is college basketball, right? Like, this is why we love it, is because they come off a huge upset like that against Tennessee. And now you got to turn the page. You got to play another road game against Georgia, who should have beaten Alabama. They were up by 19 points in that game against the Tide, end up losing after giving up 58 second half points. Like, it's just one of those buy low, sell high. South Carolina's running high right now. I think the average person's gonna look at this game and they're gonna look at their record, not only overall, but in the conference. Look at the fact that they just beat Tennessee and it's practically a them against Georgia. Really like Georgia in this spot tomorrow, minus one and a half. Ah, yeah, I'm gonna
0: be on the same side as you. I got one for you um that I'm gonna have to play. Make sense of this. Central Florida, who's actually been pretty kind uh to me. You love me. Central Florida. One and a half, one and a half point dogs at home against Oklahoma. You have 12 and eight Central Florida, one and a half point dogs against 16 and five Oklahoma. I think Central Florida is the spot here. What say you?
1: Yeah. I mean, it'd be Central Florida pass for me. I right. Yeah, it would, it would have to be ugly. I I was going to say, I like the under that to me is the play, right? Because I mean, that's, that's the only way they're going to win that game. Is they're able to muck it up and keep it ugly. So I would like the under. Um, but, yeah, I mean, that, that line, the side for me, the, the only thing I could play is UCF plus the points in that game. Uh, some other games that I'm in, I do like Texas plus five and a half tomorrow against TCU. TCU plays everybody okay. close. It's just what they do. It doesn't matter if they're at Kansas, home against Houston, at Baylor. Every game by TCU, it feels like, is decided by five points or less. That's a game that Texas really needs. So I like Texas plus five and a half in that spot. That was one that jumped out at me. Clemson, Virginia is an interesting game. I've been really disappointed with Clemson, Ryan, as they've entered ACC play. This was a team that had a really good non-conference. They won at Bama in Tuscaloosa, have one of the oldest teams in college basketball, really good guard play. I like Joe Girard, PJ Hall is one of the best players in the ACC, but they're struggling. They're like five and five in ACC play. They're five-and-a-half-point favorites against Virginia tomorrow who has struggled away from home. So I think Clemson wins the game. I would throw them in, like, a money-line parlay. I don't really know if I want to lay five-and-a-half with them tomorrow. So that was, a, uh, that was another yeah. game that I was looking at.
0: Uh, a couple for me that I'm going to bet, I'm actually going to bet right now, is obviously, like, some of these lines are just being posted. I am going to take ten-and-a-half with Wichita State. Uh, out of principle that I do not think Memphis should be a 10 and a half point favorite over anybody right now. It's been about a month since they've won a basketball game. They've lost four straight. Last team they beat was Wichita State. Wichita State down this season. I mean, they have nine wins, but 10 and a half. Uh, I think that's a little bit inflated for Memphis. Uh, I think that should be about seven and a half. And then um, Kentucky tomorrow. So both teams 15 and five. Last time we hosted together, I was talking about how much I like this Kentucky team. And they play really fast. They're efficient. I think they have the best offense in the SEC. They're three and one against ranked opponents this season. They do get up for these big games. And Tennessee hasn't won a game in Kentucky since the 2020 21 season. Also, Tennessee, one and two against ranked opponents on the road this season, much better at home. Line seems a little bit like a trap at one and a half. It's minus 115 right now. Give me uh, Kentucky. You know, Tennessee swept the series in 2021 and 22 and 2019 and 20. Um, But I think uh, Kentucky's the the side in this one. So I'm going to back the Cats, and hopefully they uh, don't let me down. After I said good things about John Calipari for the first time in a long time, they've let me down a couple times. But uh, I like Kentucky at home against Tennessee tomorrow totally
1: with you there. Yeah. I mean, you know, yeah. I've been talking about that in previous segments. I really like Kentucky tomorrow. it be an interesting game. Both teams are coming off losses. Kentucky's coming off a home loss to Florida. Tennessee's coming off that loss to South Carolina. So it'll be, uh, be a good game. Both teams looking for wins make sense of this line. Michigan is favored by three and a half tomorrow against Rutgers, two worst teams in the big 10. Michigan has lost nine of their last 10 games, Ryan. It's a good thing they won in football. Because it's masking how bad the basketball team is. They're 7 and 14, 2 and 8 in Big Ten play. And as I mentioned, have lost nine straight or uh, nine of their last 10 games. I-, I mean, look, both teams are terrible. But to your principle, like, how can you lay 10 and a half points with Memphis? How can you lay three and a half points with Michigan? Like, I mean, I don't love the game, but I, I just don't know how you could take Michigan in that game
0: right I mean they just got blown out by Michigan State and if you listen to the post game presser with Juwan Howard I mean Juwan Howard man um I I don't know I don't know how much longer that lasts right I it's not going well right now I think it would be Rutgers or pass in fact I think I might have to bet Rutgers but like you said that is an ugly game but with Michigan I definitely couldn't lay three and a half right now so it would be Rutgers or pass and, um, yeah, I don't know how much longer that's going to last for Juwan Howard there. I mean, everything is just went to hell for Michigan the last it couple did. seasons. It did.
1: I mean, gosh, when he started out, they were so good. They had that number one seed, Duncan Robinson, Isaiah Liver. I mean, they had some great teams, and now they're just – they're terrible to watch. Uh, the other Michigan team, Isaac was talking about this game, Michigan State and Maryland. I'm kind of with them. I kind of like the Terps plus the points tomorrow. They always seem to play pretty well in East Lansing. They have had a week off. They didn't play a midweek game getting ready for the Spartans. Have one of the best defenses in the country. So I like the under, and I like Maryland plus the points in that game. Also like Texas A&M tomorrow at home in a yeah. pick against Florida. Florida's coming off that big win. Against Kentucky, College Station's a tough place to play. A&M's been good so far this season about winning games that they have to win. This is one of those games that they got to win, and I think they get it done. So uh, I'd look at A&M tomorrow in a pick 'em against florida we'll talk about some other games we continue going through the slate in college basketball pj glasser ryan horvat you better you bet presented by BetMGM. also look at the futures market some of these teams that we like long term and then we will look at the nba start breaking down some of the title odds talked about mvp a little bit earlier on in the show look about some of the futures in the nba and college basketball when we come back on you better you bet here on a Friday.
0: Let's get back to you better you bet, presented by Bet MGM on the BetQL Network.
1: Wrapping up the show, you better you bet, presented by Bet MGM. PJ Glasser and Ryan Horvath. appreciate you guys uh, being with us for all four hours. Trista Crick, Nick Ashu, we'll have it next. Bet MGM tonight from seven to eleven. Nick and Ken off today. They'll be back on Monday live from Mandalay Bay out in Las Vegas. Ryan and I will be there as well. Send it in. It'll be there Monday through Friday, 10 a.m. Pacific time, 1 p.m. Eastern time, and then BetMGM tonight, 4 to 8 Pacific time. Ryan, I know you're looking forward to those hours, 4 to 8 uh, Pacific time. That'll be nice. Yeah, that's what
0: I love about uh, Vegas, man, is you could watch every single game and you could still have like a life after all the games wrap up, you could go and get dinner late night. You could, uh, you know, go out, have a couple of drinks. And uh, yeah, it's, it's a beautiful thing. The hours, much better, much better than getting off at 11 p.m. at night.
1: No doubt. We're going to have some, uh, some good action while we're out there, too. Obviously, we'll have college basketball. Uh, we'll have golf out there. The first couple rounds are at the Waste Management next week. Always the same week as the Super Bowl. So that'll be good. We have the NBA trade deadline on Thursday. You know, there'll be some craziness that's going on there. Can bet on some. Uh, you know what I love whenever I'm out in Vegas is all the sports that I would never bet on. But you bet on when you're out in Vegas just because, right? Like you you, you have all these TVs in front of you with all these sports and you want a part of it. I haven't placed one hockey wager all year, but I promise you that when we're out there, I, I will, I will bet at least one hockey game.
0: Are you going to, uh, what about surfing? Can I get you in some surfing? You want to bet some circuit surfing? Well, are, are you, are you going to be at the tables? You're going to play yeah. some, uh,
1: You play a little roulette? A little blackjack? Always. Yep, yep, those two. Play some roulette, play some blackjack. Uh, not a poker guy. Don't don't have the discipline no? for poker. No, unfortunately. Yeah, that's my, yeah, that's
0: my, that's my, that's my stuff right there. I almost just swore on Nick and Ken's show. That's yeah. my stuff you might, right there
1: uh, poker. You might be playing some poker next to some pretty high-profile people.
0: Yeah, like the time that I played at the same table as uh, Joel Embiid uh, back in the day right? at Pottawatomi Casino in, in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, until 3 a.m., and then I faded Joel Embiid the next night and he, uh, proceeded to drop 32 points. Even though he was at the table, he wasn't drinking though. He was drinking waters. I was drinking red bull vacas. I have I've told this story too many times, but yeah, uh, I do like playing poker, um, a lot. I only, I mean, I play roulette, but I really only like to play roulette in Vegas because obviously like the odds are terrible, but it's just so much fun. It really is. Like if you get a good group, you know, it's kind of like craps. If you get a good group in Vegas. Um, you could have a lot of fun.
1: No question. Yeah, it's that instant cash too. Sometimes I love waking up early and you just go down to the tables and it's like $5, you know, just like roulette. You just put one chip on one number and see what happens. See if you can make a little bit of cash. That's good. You mentioned Joel Embiid. He's going to be out for a little bit of time. And uh, Philadelphia, they're searching for answers. Maxie was insane the other night against Utah, dropped 50 for him. Uh, he is a superstar. What do you make of the Eastern Conference? Because it feels like all of the teams have legitimate question marks. With Boston, it's Missoula's head coach. With Milwaukee, it's Doc Rivers. And it's Damon, is Giannis going to work in the postseason? Then, obviously, with Philly, can Embiid stay healthy? Um, you know, there's there's a lot of question marks with some of these top teams. Who, who are you liking right now in the East?
0: Yeah, for me, I mean, like... The number sucks, but it's Boston for me. Uh, I mean, I know last season they got upset by the heat. I just, I didn't, the Terry Rozier move is all right. It is what it is for Miami. I just don't expect Miami to be able to make a run this season. Although I said that last season and they came out of nowhere. Uh, The Knicks are a fun story right now. Jalen Brunson playing like, I mean, he should have been a starter in the all-star game over uh, Damian Lillard, Um, you know, and they'll get Julius Randle back. I, I like the Knicks. Um, Philadelphia, man, before the Embiid injury was was interesting with Nick Nurse as the head coach. Milwaukee, I know they're struggling right now defensively. They're trying to make another move here at the deadline. I just don't think that they have enough assets to give up, so they're probably not going to be able to do a whole lot. If they were able to get another wing or perimeter defender, a three and D guy, I would like Milwaukee. But for me, it's Boston, even though it's chalky. You know, they've been so close the last couple of years. I know that they've moved on from Marcus Smart. They've moved on from uh, Time Lord. You know, I didn't really love the KP pickup, but man, he's been pretty damn good, playing like an all-star. You know, he's he's scoring. He's a rim protector. Jason Tatum just gotta cash in when we get to the NBA Finals or when we get to the playoffs. Um, it'd probably be Boston. You know, I know that's um, the easy answer here, the chalky answer, but it'd probably be just the Celtics in the East for me. I mean, Indiana's interesting, but they don't play a whole lot of defense and the thing with the knicks like they're a fun regular season team but when we get to the playoffs and i know jalen brunson's had some solid playoff performances was really good in dallas when luca missed a couple games against utah in the first round but like do you trust julius randall jalen brunson you know um og ananobi more than you trust jason tatum jalen brown and Kristaps Porzingis, because I do not. So it would be like Boston or Milwaukee. Because in the playoffs, it's usually you know I'm going to take the team with the two superstars.
1: You know I agree. I mean Boston's the most complete team, like you said. The move for Porzingis, Drew Holiday, those were good additions for Boston, and uh, they've been the best team. And what's going to be tough to beat uh, if you're one of those Eastern Conference teams going into Boston is they're so good at home, right? They're 22 and two at home this season, so. If you want to make it to the NBA Finals and you're a team in the Eastern Conference, you got to win at least one game in Boston. When you go up against them, that's going to be tough to do. You brought up the Pacers. To me, the Pacers and the Cavs are similar in the sense that they both do one thing really well. And it's just a question of can they get enough of the other thing, right? Indiana is so good on offense. Can they play enough defense in the postseason? And the Cavs are really good on defense. Can they get enough scoring that's what hurt them last year so those two teams are kind of like the same for me miami's the team man that is just again like they're so interesting they have three guys that average over 20 points a game jimmy hero and bam hakez has been awesome for them they got spolstra and we know that they're just not afraid of anybody like they can beat the bucks they can beat the celtics like they can go on the road and win games in these arenas so I mean, for me, outside of the big three, like it's, it's the heat. I mean, I know it's boring and most people are kind of leaning that way, but at the price 12 to one to win the East 40 to one to win the finals. Like that would be the team you're right. The Knicks are the intriguing one, especially because now we know that OG and trade like that was a winner. Chuck went up for Leon Rose and and their front office, like great move, great fit. You're mentioned Randall's coming back. But what kind of version of Julian Randall are we Julius Randall are we gonna get in the playoffs? Like that's that's the question. And like how effective is Brunson gonna be in the postseason? You know he was awesome with Dallas. he was awesome with the Knicks. Can he continue this MVP level of play in the playoffs? I think he can. Um, but that'll be something to watch. Randall's the big key for the Knicks though in the playoffs. but I'm with you, man, I think it's Boston in the East and then the heat would be the other team that would intrigue me. I'd like Philadelphia. Like, I think they finally got the coach right with Nick Nurse. Max is yeah. awesome. But do you trust MB to stay healthy for a month and a half, two months when the games are as physical as they are in the playoffs? I don't know if I do. Then what about in the Western Conference? Is, is there anybody that you like yeah. outside of Denver? Are you still on the Clippers?
0: Yeah, I'm still on the Clippers, especially the way that they've been playing, man. The James Harden pickup was uh, turned out to be great, right? And... It just comes down to, can you keep Kawhi Leonard and Paul George healthy for an entire playoff run? And if you can, with James Harden, with their bench pieces, I think that they would uh, be legit contenders. It's hard to bet against Denver, though, if they stay right, man, because Jokic is the best player on the planet. And Jamal Murray, I mean, that's what they were missing those couple years where he was hurt there. Jamal Murray's healthy. I like the role players. like I like Aaron Gordon, what he brings defensively. Michael Porter Jr., you can't rely on him to give you like 20 plus for an entire seven game series, but he's going to have his games. He's a streaky shooter and score. Um, so, you know, Denver is hard to bet against, but you're not getting good prices with the Nuggets. They finally got the job done. It wouldn't surprise me like if they repeated, but uh, yeah, I bet the Clippers 18 to one to start the season. Feel pretty good about the Clippers still. I like these young teams like OKC and like Minnesota, but in yep. in the NBA, man, it's like you got to have those playoff failures. Outside of like OKC a couple years ago when the Thunder went to the finals and got beat by the Heat with Durant, Westbrook, and Harden, usually like you have to get there a couple years and OKC just hasn't been there yet. And the Timberwolves, they're interesting because they got guys, man. Like Anthony Edwards is the real deal. You know, Carl Anthony Towns is obviously one of the better shooters as a big man. And you got a dominant rim protector in Rudy Gobert. So they should be, inter- they could be interesting.
1: No, I agree with you. Those two teams, it feels like they're still a year away, especially Minnesota, but, man, OKC, okay, they're going to be fun. And the Clippers, I mean, they got the team to do it. We'll see if they can stay healthy. Uh, All right, time for the dope-ass beat. Jake, every time you make a wager at BetMGM, you are in BetMGM reward points that can be redeemed for things like free bets and risk-free tokens or converted to MGM reward points that can be used Towards dining shows and hotel rooms at over 20 MGM resorts, download the BetMGM app and visit BetMGM.com today. Also download the BetQL app for all the tools that you need to take down the sports books, including five-star plays like the over 219 in Nuggets and Trailblazers. Ryan, I know there are a couple of totals that you like tonight in the NBA
0: yeah yeah i'll save my college basketball play because i think we're going to be on the same side although i don't think isaac liked our play tonight Uh, i'll go over to the nba two totals i like um the numbers let me see where we're at right now okay so we opened at 236 and a half we're down to 233 i still i like the under in spurs uh pelicans spurs at home like when they face a team at home it's over 500. They're 0-6 straight up. They're 1-5 against the spread. I don't know that the Pelicans are going to be pushed in this game. Zion's a game-time decision. Uh, I don't know if he's going to go in this game. So I do still like the under. I like this one a little bit better, though. Uh, Wizards don't play a little, whole lot of defense, so this is scary. But they're also just a middle-of-the-road scoring offense. I like the under in Washington, Miami at 228.5 right now over at BetMGM. The Heat struggling on the offensive end this season, 27th in the NBA in scoring this season, just 26 in field goal percentage, 16th in three-point field goals made per game, but they're really solid defensively. Seventh in scoring defense this season. And like I said, Washington, just 16th ranked scoring offense in the league. Uh, they don't play a whole lot of defense, just 27th in field goal defense, but I don't know how many points the Heat are gonna put up themselves. So I like the under in that game. So two unders for me tonight in the, uh, in the NBA.
1: I like Ohio State, plus 5.5, and, and give me Princeton, plus 3.5 as well. That'll do it for us. P.J. Glasser, Ryan Horvat, You Better, You Bet, presented by BetMGM. See you out in Vegas next week.